three, two, one, here we go. People of that beautiful life podcast, it's episode 62, and my name is Roger, as always. Roger Bergstrom, all the way from Stockholm, Sweden, and it's starting to become a bit colder where I sit. Well, not in this room, but outdoors, and we're getting to that soon. But before that, I want to say hello to my dear friend, Mr. Kidu Campbell. <laughs> Can I talk today? Mr. Kidu Campbell, all the way from Trinidad, Tobago. And it's a bit warmer over there, isn't it? It is, it is. You know what? I was actually talking to someone. Someone I mentioned to you before we started the podcast, actually. The person who I, who I mentioned, um, who I mentioned watching that show with that I'm going to talk about later in the podcast. I was talking to them about, um, mm. about the weather here, you know. And mm-hmm. actually, the weather is, um, it, it's, it's usually just, we stay around 30. Like, it, it barely shifts from 30 degrees as a, <laughs> as the regular temperature in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so Amazing. it barely shifts from that. Right now, my, my temperature is actually giving me London temperature. But if I type in, let me see, T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D and Tobago, I'm, I'm on my phone. So let me just do that. Mm-hmm. A-N-D and T-O-B-A, Tobago. All right. So if I look at Trinidad and Tobago, it says not funny. Yeah. Let me type Port of Spain. Maybe that will come up. Um, P-O-R-T, Port of Spain, which is the capital of Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it comes up. So exactly. if I look at Port of Spain... It's 24 degrees right now in the morning because mm. it's um, right now mm. it's 5 a.m. Right, so 25 de- 24 degrees, and the high is supposed to be 30 degrees. So our high for today is going to be 30 degrees, and that's given the fact that today is a cloudy day. Right, it, tomorrow is going okay. to be a rainy. T- tomorrow is going to be an overcast kind of rainy day. The high is going to be 30. The low is going to be 24. There's a day that it actually mm-hmm. rains. Sunday is all rain. It's cloudy and rain, and it's 29 is the high, 24 is the low. So generally speaking, Trinidad never really gets that. That it never gets proper cool. It's usually just no um, warm. I mean, and again, that that comes with the, tro- yeah. the tropics. I think the the main issue is is the humidity. Humidity really messes you up. Um, but mm. temperature wise, it's it's good temperature. Um, it's really yeah, good temperature. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually been seeing some stuff on Facebook about because um, the government is, has been saying, oh, you know what, people aren't going to be, you know, we don't have. They're not sure if people are going to be able to travel yet. They haven't announced if people can leave the country um, for the Christmas holiday because some people want to leave uh, and some people want to come in. And they've been saying, you know what, we're we're opening up Tobago to more to tourism, but the tourists are going to be Trinidadians going to Tobago. And yeah. it's like to that a certain sounds- extent. It's well, it's stupid to begin with, because really and truly, like Trinidadians, most Trinidadians have been to the Bay at least once in their life, and most Trinidadians, if they spend Christmas, they spend it at home. That's just basically it. They'll spend it in Trinidad. But they might have relatives, don't you think, and want to go over and the opposite around? Remember, the relatives can't come down, so it's not like you can have a relative come. Usually, when when a relative of a Trinidadian comes to visit, you take them to Bay. So, like, if you came to visit me. I would take you to Tobago mm. because obviously yeah, Tobago right. is the beautiful yeah. island, right? Um, when Lex came to visit, that's where we took him. We took him to Tobago. But 
Trinidad and Tobago generally goes to Tobago. It's not a thing like you just think, mm, you know what, I want to go to Tobago. Because one, Tobago is expensive. <laughs> I mean, in comparison to Trinidad, it's a lot more expensive to to go to Tobago and stuff like that. I mean, just considering the prices okay. that they were charging to for people who want to go to Tobago right now for the holidays, I think it's like three thousand TT dollars per person per night or something. That's mm-hmm. like about three hundred dollars, um, three hundred euros or something per night around that kind yeah, of price yeah, yeah. range. Um, 300 euros a night at a at a hostel. I mean, yeah, you're getting um, breakfast and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not paying 300 euros at that price. I'd pay it in TT if no. it's like because they are giving you a deal. If you bring if you bring family members, it'll cut it down to like 2007 or something. But okay, you know, I was I was saying to myself like if I had certain family who came over and they were here, I would take them to to um, Tobago and then we could do that kind of stuff. So they're basically trying to. Um, say that oh they're trying to help the, the Tobago because um, Tobago makes most of its its um its GDP off of tourism and because there there are no tourists yeah, okay. coming there's no money really I mean the only people yeah, buying stuff are other Tobagonians buying from Tobagonians um, and yeah. yeah there's a market for that but when you consider how many how much Tobagonians regularly make and their you know their regular um, revenue stream and all that kind of stuff obviously no one's satisfied with that the people who are custom we're accustomed to making more money and all these different things. If you're accustomed to making, I don't know, five thousand dollars, six thousand, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars a month, and you're getting maybe five hundred or two hundred or whatever have you, yeah, you're making money, but it's not what you really want, really. You know, you you you're gonna sure. have to cut back on things. Um, yeah. So I, I think and there we are. I mean, then we get in, sorry. Then we get into the situation we, since we had our pre-talk and mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, again updating uh, regarding the whole Corona situation. I, I think that's that's what it comes down to. It mm-hmm. starts to. I mean, people have been or businesses have been suffering before, but it starts to get even <laughs> worse. And uh, considering also certain periods of the year it has mm-hmm. more to like offer, uh, mm-hmm. especially in some countries when it comes to comes to comes to this you know mm-hmm. uh, I mean for example here in, in Europe there might be like a certain market like Christmas markets that you, you want to go to places there's certain down in for example in Germany mm-hmm. uh, and so forth uh, we have it here in Sweden but in, on a small scale uh, you were actually visiting one with me yes <laughs> and it here. was super uh, we cool we bought some traditional candy yeah it was fun mm-hmm. uh, but, but, but uh, nevertheless I, I mean the restrictions are there and, and as I told you before mm-hmm. that we started to record Court. It's also here in Sweden now. Mm-hmm. They 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 tell people uh, coming now into the holiday season soon that yeah, stay home, uh, celebrate with the like inner circle family. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go anywhere. So maybe it's for the best. I mean, I can understand the mm-hmm. business aspect, but again, going back and forth and and maybe meeting someone that you haven't met like for months, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's a relative or or something like that, it might be might not be the best. You know. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Due to the corona and shit. It's, it's really just, it's, it's sort of really just um, messed up a lot of things with regards to how people yes. want to spend their holidays. Yeah. And also, it's not just that as well. Like, um, I, you know, I was talking to a family member in the UK and she was telling me that, she sent me an article basically about Ooh. this, um, what do you call it? She sent me an article about the UK going to have food shortages. You know, like there's a there's a high likelihood that they'll have future because remember they're doing Brexit. Brexit is still on the table, and they and they don't yeah, have yeah, a yeah. deal with the EU. Like they haven't had another deal. <laughs> so and apparently all the, the the frozen storage space in the UK is already like in use for other things or something. So they Indeed. can't actually all the storage they can't actually use it, which means if all this food comes in, there's going to be nowhere to store it. Um, one and um, other than that too, even if it comes in, they're gonna um, if they don't have any. 
stuff in place with the EU, they're going to have tariffs, food is going to be sitting there at the borders trying to get in, it's going to spoil, all these sort of things. Uh-huh. So, um, so basically, who knows what's going to happen for um, Brits for the you know for, for Christmas into to January per se. Um, sure. The UK borders are cur- uh, I think they are on a, a current lockdown right now till December the second, and um, yeah. and the, the government said depending on how things look, they may extend it. So that's also a thing. I know in Trinidad and Tobago, our government has said they're they're raising restrictions. So um, gyms and bars and restaurants are being opened up again. Um, you can eat into restaurants at limited capacity and stuff like that. But they have said anything about they haven't said anything about travel. They've basically said yeah, um, nothing. And so I keep refreshing the government's pages and Google searches and all that kind of stuff, hoping that they will say something at some point and say, hey, you know, you can go somewhere. You can leave yeah. and go somewhere. Because here's the thing. If I get the option to leave, even if the UK borders are still closed, I'll probably go to Barbados and stay. I will probably go to Barbados and stay with my aunt and cousins. And um, and only... And so that way, even if things change, I can just leave. If the UK opens their borders, I can just leave and go straight to the UK without having to worry about it at that point in time. Because as a, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. member of CARICOM, I can stay in other CARICOM countries without any problems. So, um, Barbados is a CARICOM country, Trinidad and Tobago is a CARICOM country, so I shouldn't have any sure. problems going over into, into Barbados. Even if I wanted to get work over there, I can, I can get work in Barbados as well as a Trinidadian citizen. Um, so, it shouldn't be hmm. that big of an issue for me, for the most part. No. Um, but by the way, I want to put in just happened here since this is recorded live <laughs> on a Friday, as usually. <laughs> My beloved wife just came in and gave me a cookie Ooh. that she made a few days ago and also some fresh coffee. I have to give her a shout out. So, so ask Anneli, where is my cookie and coffee? You know, I want yeah, exactly. sometimes, you Hello. know, sometimes I want a cookie like and a coffee too. You know? <laughs> By the way, for those of you who don't know, Anneli's the sweetest lady ever. You know, um, I remember when I was there, uh, you know, I remember Roger and I were in the kitchen cooking and then Anneli came in and, you know, she had just come in from work or something. And mm-hmm. you would expect that, you know, you come in, you're probably tired, you're going to just sit down and, you know, leave the rest of us doing stuff. And she was like, nah, she came in the kitchen and she started helping out and started making stuff. I was like, oh, man, that's so True. cool. You know, so, yeah, she is pretty cool. Anne is pretty awesome as well. Yeah, she is. She is. She is. She is. Um, but but again, besides the good cooking <laughs> coffee, I hear you, bro. And uh, yeah, they they also got out. They, there was I'm gonna give you a sample here in Sweden right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all this discussion about the problem to not being able to like customize. Mm-hmm. You might say uh, the needs for certain businesses, but also if you talk about sports, for example, mm-hmm. there's also this discussion with like, could why do you have the same restrictions for like a huge national football arena where you could easily take in like 500 people yeah. because the separate like entrances, mm-hmm. you could have them sitting all over the place because mm-hmm. it's like 30,000 seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that could be a thing, but then you have the same restrictions as if you were out in, in the countryside mm-hmm. playing at a small, like, you know, how, how that looks like, maybe for mm-hmm. 25 people the most. It so that's weird. that's one of the things that has been discussed. And also that goes for the, the cultural scene as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I have friends and colleagues that are, you know, it's really, really tough when they are just, what? nope, it's not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Even though they could also manage that situation, they are used to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on on, on like the more personal side of things and, and family wise one thing that has been hitting also hard recently or a topic this week mm-hmm. um, since the government decided that 
you shouldn't be more than eight people like at the same place. That's mm-hmm. the that's right now at least in Sweden like that's eight people, not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you think about the churches when it comes to funerals. Mm-hmm. You have the the, the priest, mm-hmm. you have the musician, mm-hmm. you have the guy working or woman working in the, that's three people. Mm-hmm. Then like one, two, three, four, four, five. You're gonna have only five people <laughs> from this poor man's or woman's family. Mm-hmm. You know. That's not that's, only. That can, th- yeah. So they have at least they have tried to uh, get like a this kind of what do you say dispensation? What do you say? How is that called? An exemption? Uh, exa- yeah, probably uh, some kind of of uh, possibility at least to to hire the numbers. So if there's a funeral, mm-hmm. to to be able to be at least twenty people. That's an exemption. Since the personnel, as I mentioned, is like four maybe, mm-hmm. and then you have. The rest 60 in this like family. I think that makes sense for 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 that kind of occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll see about it. So you know, it, it it's it's hard to because everything, every like uh, branch of the tree or whatever <laughs> is different, <laughs> and then it's so hard to to adapt because also this is all new, even though we are far into this year of of the pandemic so exactly i don't know it's it's, it's, it's a new year it's, it, i mean we're all adapting to this whole situation to a certain extent um i think it's governments are you would think to a certain extent governments are a bit backwards in how they're doing stuff i know what turned out in government is that beaches have been reopened but you have to wear a mask on the beach which i okay. think is dumb like how are you in the, in the ocean why the fuck would you wear a mask like that makes no sense no, I was thinking about that too when you said it. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you go down in the water and, uh, okay. What, what, and apparently people are getting charged for not wearing masks on the beach. Especially, even if you consider the fact that you're on a beach, right? If, if they say, okay, beaches, let's say maybe, maybe beaches are like 50% capacity. They say, okay, there should only be this amount of people on the beach at a time. No one, usually when you go to the beach, people don't sit next to each other and they don't, inter- no one talks yeah, to anyone that they don't know. When you go to a beach, you have, you put on your mat, you put up your umbrella and it's your family yeah. with your stuff in your little spot yeah. on the beach. I, yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's not the problem. The beach is not the problem. Exactly. Public transportation is the problem. Mm-hmm. Malls are problems. Mm-hmm. Like gas stations, whatever you, Places you are gathering, more than whatever, five mm-hmm. or eight or what we're talking about here. I mean, for example, here in Sweden, I mean, it's great that, that the schools are... Not all, but we're talking for like younger people. It, it's the schools are open, mm-hmm. but there was a teacher saying, "Well, great," and we're talking about these small numbers that people should gather, and then you have like hundreds of students at school, you know, mm-hmm. and, and walking through corridors, and he's trying to open a door just using his jumper, you know, not mm-hmm. to touch the handle. It's like okay, it's really uh, you, weird. you see, it becomes a bit awkward when mm-hmm. when you then have that kind of strict. Uh, regulation, mm-hmm. uh, as I mentioned, and you mentioned also when it comes to the beach and having mm-hmm. that, you know, mouth protection. It's like, wait, <laughs> that's not the problem. It's, it's, it's not the problem either. You know what's the what's the weirdest thing too? I was talking to a friend from the UK. She posted about it on her on her Facebook actually, and apparently she, her kids are at home right now because apparently someone went to their school with COVID, and they had to oh. they now had to quarantine the entire school basically. So she now has the kids at home, and she she was really pissed about it. You know, she was just like, like how can oh, yeah. one if you know your kid has symptoms, why would you send your kid to school one? And True. this whole school thing, the way in which they I have it set too. up, it's like why would you why would you have this whole thing set up, right? If you mm. know that okay. The chances are parents are probably going to take the risk and send their kid out there or something, you know, because the other thing too is that 
kids are parents are not really coping with their kids being home all the time because that's just not a normal thing for them you know uh, and they don't have anything anything to sort of facilitate having the kid around all the time at least if it's one parent yeah. uh, but you consider these these factors I think I think this is where you, we can tell more so than anything else that governments have not been governments throughout the world have not been prepared for this. This is not this is not a thing that, that they've been prepared for. Uh, the one thing sure. I would say with regards to the Trinidad and Tobago government is that they've been a bit biased in the way they've done things. Like for example, they're not really allowing people to leave the country for most reasons. But our minister of security or police commissioner or whatever, he got to go on vacation to the UK with his family. Mm. So other Trinidadians are not very happy about that, myself included. You know, like hmm. it's either all Trinidadians can't go, including the commissioner of police. Um, oh, because yeah, yeah. if he went for like a like an important reason or something, uh, maybe we can understand that. Hmm. But he went on vacation with his family. They were on vacation, right? Hmm. You know, it was listed in the paper on vacation, right? It, he should not be on no <laughs> bloody vacation. And if if he's selling the rest of the country, we can't go. He shouldn't go. You know, because hmm. it's it's sort of a thing. You know, when it comes to parenting, you you don't just tell your kid what to do. You show them what to do. You know, you don't. You, it's sort of a um, it's sort of a thing. If if you you can tell your kid, hey, I don't want you smoking, but then you're smoking all the time in the house. What do you think the kid is gonna do? They're gonna grow up thinking, <laughs> well, yeah, Daddy exactly. says not to smoke, but he does it. You know, I'll just smoke when I get a chance. You know, he'll just not see it, and eventually you realize your kid is smoking too. So you know, lead by example. Basically, if you're in if you're um, in power and you're you have authority, lead by example. Show that because I remember I went to um, I went to a ministry um, in Trinidad and Tobago. I'm not going to say which ministry, and I'm not going to go into too many details because yeah. But either way, I went to a ministry in, in, in Trinidad and Tobago, and the minister, the minister for that ministry was there. Two things. This guy wasn't. This guy wasn't. They had a sign, right? They had a. I, one. I don't remember seeing him wearing a mask. One, and two. They had a sign that said only. I think it was only four people on an elevator at a time, and there were like seven or eight of them going into the elevator, including the minister. And I'm <laughs> like, like you've got to be kidding me. Like you're a minister. This is you're supposed to be leading by example. This is your ministry building. Yeah. Why have the sign if you're not going to follow the rules anyway? You know, mm. that makes no sense. Don't have a sign if you have zero intentions to follow the rules. But you know what? Minister did what he wanted to do. You know, homeboy just decided, you know what? Nah, I'm about that life. I'm just gonna, not going to wear my mask and I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, I'm going to go into an elevator with a crowd of people. So he's not leading by example. And then you have problems with, with regards to the government now saying, oh, well, people aren't following the rules. Well, your ministers aren't following mm. them either. So, where are you coming from? If this is if this is what's happening in your ministry buildings, what are you going to expect from the public? You know, um, don't expect any better from the public if the ministers aren't going to do it. But either way, let's move on with with the rest of of this week, though. Yeah. Um, this week <laughs> has been um, for me. I like to think it's been a, a bit of a pit. Um, uh, in my stomach, I, I get this feeling of butterflies in my stomach all week. It's not like I don't know what to, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like anything in particular per se but i felt this entire week like like there's a like butterflies in the pit of my tum- my stomach most of the time when i'm awake or doing stuff right and um and not just that but also the fact that um it just feels like it just feels like i'm in a never-ending pit of things just happening you know it's just like like i'm falling mm. in um into things because you know I, i've gotten to the point whereby it feels like no matter what i do 
um, things aren't improving with regards to how things are going with regards to, to COVID. I'm, I'm burning through my, um, through my accounts. I am, I'm still unable to travel. Business isn't as, as, um, as good as I would like it to be, even though I'm still working on it. And it just feels like I'm just sinking into a pit. Um, I don't want to say a pit of despair because, you know, I'm still in, I'm still in good spirits. And, you know, I, I don't let things like that really affect me that much psychologically. I try my best to sort of like resist that sort of, um, mindset, really. But I still can't help the feeling that, you know what, it feels like I'm in a pit. It feels like I'm in a pit and I'm trying to crawl out. And the pit is getting deeper and deeper. And so, and I, and the reason why I wanted to mention this as well is not to make anyone feel depressed or anything like that, but to sort of offer everyone a sort of a kinship because I know I'm not the only one that that feels that way. I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of um, pretty much Very everyone true. else in the world is going through this, these sort of experiences. And, and I think the thing I, I want, the point I'm trying to get at is that despite all the feelings that you have, despite the fact that you feel this way, despite the fact of what's going on around you, you still have to keep trucking on. You still have to basically pick yourself up and find your next move find your next play find what you have to do next how do you go forward from here because the the main thing in life is two main things basically is that is the experience it's all about the experience and it's survival right survival and the experience yep so basically you know the experience is this this is covid this is going to be a story we tell to our grandkids or something at some point you know back in the day we were stuck in our houses and we couldn't leave you know um yeah, it was it was terrible it was very terrible we couldn't get out of the house um you know grandpappy was just you know playing video games and stuff but you, you know how we do <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much yeah that's, that's basically the way i felt this week what about you raj how have you been doing it's interesting when you talking about this pit, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, and you you said it really well. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. There's a lot of people that can can definitely agree, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to mention it, not to just you know hide it. It's mm-hmm. because we are at that point. Time is a thing, mm-hmm. and we've been in this kind of pit as you describe it for quite some long time. Mm-hmm. I think we are like crawling up from it, mm-hmm. and and then feel a bit better, and then maybe fall down again mm-hmm. and have to crawl <laughs> up. I think it's a bit back and forth. Mm-hmm. I had. A same feeling mm-hmm. uh, it's nothing in my show notes but it just when you talked about this I just realized that yeah it's true mm-hmm. uh, it's both about the whole kind of for me personally it's all about the whole situation just getting mm-hmm. you know bored not being able to do certain things mm-hmm. and, and it's very yeah, limited you might say mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to those choices that's one thing mm-hmm. and then I, I still live in a kind of liberal country when mm-hmm. it comes to the kind of co- corona strategy we should remember that mm-hmm. so I can imagine when there's like a complete lockdown or anything it's, it's even worse, worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say that's important to say mm-hmm. but also like where I am with work right now I'm mm-hmm. struggling I'm mm-hmm. trying to no, we talked about the music. I've had exactly. a productive week. I, I've mm-hmm. been doing more music, and it's mm-hmm. uh, something that I'm proud of. I thought it went out really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm uploading, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to start that business with these stock music libraries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to, I think, take a moment, a small, not not break, but just uh, listen in a bit to what, what they really want. It's mm-hmm. been, as I told you, it's interesting when you try something new. Mm-hmm. And like one library has accepted like everything I uploaded. They're really like, yeah, they like it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then on the other one, they have rejected all my, <laughs> my uploads. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting learning curve, I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, yeah, it's been productive. And I think one of the days that I really 
I, that was actually yesterday, and 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 you know why we're getting mm-hmm. to that soon. Um, I've just taken care of business when it comes to the whole kind of YouTube thing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on my behalf, yeah. and uh, I'm going to talk about that a bit later in 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 the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's that's a thing. I've been like uh, taking a decision and moving into uh, in somewhat a new mm-hmm. direction, mm-hmm. Uh, which feels good. I'm happy that I finally did this. It's something I've thought about for a long time, and I thought I would have done it before, but mm-hmm. that's how it is. I was really happy to see when you like when I saw the because when you posted the video explaining what you're going to talk about later in the in the podcast. Um, I remember seeing the notification earlier in the morning, and it said it, and I was just like, he finally did it, you know. And um, because yeah. we've spoken about this together in the past, and um, and I was like, you know, I'll watch it later. And then you messaged me, Q. I just put up this thing. You gotta go watch the video. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think what did I, say? I think I was having lunch or something. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, I think so. That probably yeah, it should be lunchtime. Your time. So yeah, you you because you wrote back. Sure thing. But I'm, I'm gonna have lunch first. Then I'll check it out. <laughs> something like that from from your behalf. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, and also, uh, we talked about the weather a bit. I just going to say that now it's interesting. We've had such warm weather for the season, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, getting towards the end soon of November. It's been like 10, 12 plus degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the other hand, living up north, it can drop. And it definitely did. I mm-hmm. think the other day, yesterday, I, it went down to... To zero, uh, uh-huh. or that, like one plus, so you know, mm-hmm. like 14, 15 degrees <laughs> drop. <laughs> <laughs> and which reminds me, I have to change. Uh, I'm gonna go to a workshop, gonna change the tires mm-hmm. on the car. Oh, yeah, you need it's to time change. for the winter stuff to, to yeah. be put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's gonna happen. But otherwise, yeah, and, and just something coming up too. Uh, on, on Sunday, we're gonna meet up with the band again. That's the last rehearsal, actually, actually before we go into the studio, mm-hmm. which is going to be uh, on next weekend, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking forward to that. I'm going to keep you guys updated, and of course, later on, mm-hmm. something's going to be uh, able to be listened to as well. But that, that's that's uh, so it's been yeah, it's been a good week. You take it once you take it one step at a time. I think the most important thing is is get the chains. Yeah, we'll get the, the the tires um set up and everything like that because I think safety is most important because you know from time to time you have to take on the out and then you have to use um use the car and all those sort of things. So I think yep. I think before anything else you do, sort out the tires first because you don't want to you don't want to have a situation where you haven't and then you know we've had these conversations about. People on the road sliding around and stuff. Like that. So. Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah. It happens. Even though we should be used to that situation mm-hmm. here, we know that winter is coming. Mm-hmm. It could come sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of happens every year. It's always someone that maybe they haven't been changing the tires in time. That's one thing. But even if they have, mm-hmm. they kind of forget that. Oh, it is actually cold. And oh, look at that. It's actually snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they don't don't you know adapt to to that when it comes to the how fast they're like driving and then mm-hmm. they leave the road for some time uh, yeah it happens wouldn't it be cool yeah. if there was a car that you had automatic winter tires you know um, where basically as, oh, that soon would be as, something. as soon as it's winter like the tires just they sense the temperature is cold and the tires just change texture or something you know that would be now we're talking future high tech stuff <sighs> All right, I'm actually Googling it. Cars, car with automatic winter tires. Um, Elon Musk, are you listening? <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> you know what it says? We sell it to Amazon. 
Please tell me, can you buy? T- you know what? You can buy anything on Amazon, man. Like, bloody car tires, man. Like, what the fuck? You know what? You know what's been? T- you know what's been bugging me for the most part recently? I've, I think it's ant season here again. I've been having ants crawling on all over me every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, like um, you see, the thing about it is that ants live in cracks in the walls and stuff in Trinidad, at least in in my area. And there's a certain point of the year where the these these black ants that really that uh-huh. bite you really harshly um they start yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out of nowhere um you know and i think it's that time of year because this is i just felt something tickling my the back of my foot and when i knocked it off it was an ant again and i've been seeing them more and more um this week um the um i think in the past couple of days so i'm starting to think it's ant season which is probably um the reason to it's been raining a lot recently and i think that's what causes mm. them to come out because maybe their holes are flooded out and they're like i must get out i'll throw them <laughs> and then they just come out and just walk around bro i ha- i have to say sorry i have to say when you t- <laughs> oh my god can i say this yes i gotta say go this. for it <laughs> we're we here to laugh uh, about things when you were talking about the ants, I, I was just remembering. I haven't thought about this for so many years. I think I was maybe ten or twelve, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was summertime, you know, living, of course, by my parents, and I had just built this small, like, you know, tree hut, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a few meters up in a tree. I was climbing up. I was sitting there, you know, just you know, chilling, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, this terrible pain. Uh, on my D I C K. Oh, I've had one of those. I've had one of those, oh, man. A bite wow. on your schlong. Those are the worst. Yeah, and then they leave a I know. They, they leave a red I, swelling. Like, that's just uh. Yeah, it started to swell. Like it was like, oh my god. Was it on the it tip? Was, was it, it was on the tip? Yes, exactly. Those bloody ants. They have a tactic, man. I've had that happen to me before. I, it's uh-huh. happened to me before. It's happened to me before on the, yeah, the beach. They're, they're not biting the sack, bro. They're going straight for the tip. They go for the tip. And then it leaves, it leaves you with this sore, this sore bump on the tip for like a little while. Yeah. You have to like deal with that while you're trying to use your shlong. It's just like... Oh, God damn. I feel better now knowing that someone else had had, has had the same bro, I've had it. I've had it. I'm telling you, I've experienced it. And not just once. So I'm just saying. These <laughs> ants, they're crazy. They're out here... <laughs> trying to kill our manliness and we can't have that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> none about that life <laughs> oh man look uh, at that Ooh. speaking of manliness okay. the game i've been playing is a bit extra manly um in a sense like it's it's, it's targeted towards a male demographic or a demographic that appreciates the female form it's a mature game um <laughs> <laughs> it's a mature game uh by a publisher called um d3 publishing um publisher and it's created by tamsoft um, it's on Steam, it's on PlayStation 4, I think that's all it's on, I don't think it's on anything else, let me just see, I usually should check these things before I start doing these things, but yeah, yeah, it's on Steam it's and PlayStation okay. 4, so I have it on PlayStation 4, I got a copy for PlayStation 4, um, I think I got it from D3 Publisher, and, um, and basically it is a zombie hunting game, but the character oh. you use to hunt the zombie wears a swimsuit, so the name of the game is Unichan Bakra. Um, origin, which is the, uh, I think it's a remake of the original Unichan Bakura. Um, it says that to, com- to commemorate the 15th anniversary of the sword fighting action game series Unichan Bakura, um, the events of the Unichan Bakura and the Unichan Bakura 2 have been completely remade in full HD. 
um, the evolution <laughs> of this high-speed action game kind of be missed. And so they've sort of like remastered the first few games and put it together into one game. And um, and I streamed it. I actually streamed it last weekend. And cool. um, it's actually a decent game. It's it's priced at $60, um, $60 US, um, for the standard edition. And it has a deluxe edition for 75 I am not <laughs> sure what you get in the deluxe. Like, I uh, don't know. Let me see if they'll tell me. Let me bro, see. I have to say, with chicks like this, it can't go wrong. I see this girl mm-hmm. with a cowboy hat and like almost dual swords, katana-like Japanese mm-hmm. swords, and then not so much more. Uh, lots of pansu and mm-hmm. lots of lets and lets of pansu, and you have all these characters. You get other girls as you play through the game. I'm still using yeah. the cowboy hat chick because you start with her. She's the first girl you meet. Uh-huh. Um, I'm Ooh. trying to figure out how to get out of outfits for them though, like because I, I know. Um, I know the publisher is selling outfits like you can buy outfits for 99 cents we ain't doing that cool. life we not about that life um, that's going to add up really quickly because <laughs> they have a lot of outfits um, but I don't know what the deluxe edition comes with unfortunately it says there's a deluxe edition but Steam needs to put that information right next to where it says deluxe edition on this on these games because oh here it is deluxe edition can only jump back base game um to come blah, blah, blah deluxe edition includes a value pack which allows you to instantly unlock playable characters lay um well if it's instantly unlocked means I can unlock her by playing the game I don't mind that. I'm not paying for unlock a character that I can unlock by playing the game nah um in addition to extra costumes no. weapons 20 BGM songs and 10 extra uh, missions I don't know anyone who actually listens to BGMs in game I know people who will go and find the music after they finish the game but I don't know anyone who actually turns the game on goes to the BGM menu plays the music and just sits back and says you know what I'm going to listen to this now. No, probably not. It's as you say, you usually, yeah, you play the game, you, you like react and, oh, that was nice. I want to mm-hmm. hear that again. And then you find a song. It's, uh, you go online yeah. and you, you check Spotify or something. Um, but to just um, add to this, the, the game is, is rated M for Mature um, or, or Peggy 18. Um, the game um, may contain um, content that is not uh, appropriate for all ages. It um, it may not be appropriate for viewing and working frequent violence, go or general material content. Um, and when it says that, it basically, there's a lot of go and blood. Characters are getting cut up all over the place. And um, the, again, the girls wear swimsuits all the time. So basically, that's the, the gist of it. <laughs> um, the languages it Sorry. comes with, it is perfectly fine, Rutch. The languages they have are English, simplified Chinese, traditional Chinese, Japanese, and Korean, all fully interfaced as well as subtitles and audio. Um, it has no Steam cards, it's single player, it has Steam achievements, and it has Steam Cloud. Right, the PlayStation version is pretty much the same thing, excluding any Steam-specific features. If we're looking at, at system requirements, we're looking at Windows. Um, well, let's ignore Windows because everyone should be using 10 by now. Um, processor is an i5, for your, your basic starting processor, which is generally um, good. I've been using a, um, a Ryzen 3, and it's been running um, fine. Actually, no, I haven't played this on my PC. I've been playing on PlayStation, so I don't even know how it run on my PC. Um, 8 gigs of RAM, a NVIDIA GTX 780 or Radeon R9 390. These are actually pretty high specs. These are actually, I would say these are really high, high mid-end um, specs. And then you have, for your recommended, it's actually an i7 2600. I think I had one of those before. Um, 8 gigs of RAM, uh, NVIDIA GTX 970 or Radeon RX 480. Again, pretty high specs. Um, for what this game is, it, it does have mixed ratings on Steam. I can see where it's it's interesting and where it can be fun, but obviously this is not a game that you're, you're playing for the story. It's not going to be any riveting tale. Um, it's just a good hack and slash kind of um, thing. Like if you like games like Center and Cargo, maybe you'll fancy this. 
Um, and so yeah, that's all, that's what I can say about Unichan Bakura um, Origins on the um, for the PC and the PlayStation Four. Uh, nice. I don't have a. I can't say if I recommend it or not. I just think if you like certain character, you may like it. Um, what about you, Rod? What have you been playing? Yeah, it's uh, well. I'm following my kind of <laughs> regular <laughs> pattern, most more or less, when it comes to the games I'm playing at right now. And as you know, that has to do mostly what what I'm. Uh, Regarding the games I'm streaming, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to again mention Visage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you that likes to play horror games, but mm-hmm. again, this is a really good horror game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the game now is fully released, it still has some 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 small bugs and stuff. But besides mm-hmm. that, it, it is good, mm-hmm. and I am I would say maybe. 75% into the chapter 2 which is called Dolores mm-hmm. uh, this old woman the hag mm-hmm. is around the house and it, weird things are happening and you are definitely in despair sometimes <laughs> it's uh, you know it's, it's well done that's all I can say and I said it before it, it's good graphics too so it kind of adds to it to be mm-hmm. honest it, it becomes even more freaky just by that uh, so, so that's one game, and of course the, we have been playing Among Us again. It was a beautiful stream on on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, having a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. and I, as you and I were speaking afterwards, I will definitely do that again uh, next week on Tuesday. So, so uh, that's it was fun. Happen. It was so much fun. It, yes, it us. was. It was really fun. <laughs> it always is, though. I think I think to I think to to that extent, Among Us is always fun. At least so far, so yes. It's it's definitely. I, I mean, the game. I can understand why people like it and yeah. why it has become or became become popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I have to say, it also adds a lot to the fact that you are or we are playing together with people that we uh, that we kind of like to be around, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it makes a huge difference. It also, uh, I think, you also yeah. change how you play depending on who you're playing with, because. Remember, yeah, exactly. different people That's have different yeah. play styles. Like we played a guy the last um, games we played it um, with it, and he was he was really good at the game. He knew all the stuff and made it more difficult to be the killer because there was a yeah. guy who was analyzing everything, things that we weren't we wouldn't even consider, and he was analyzing and being like, okay, so if he, um, if he does this, you know, so it seemed like this guy was like he was top notch, you know, like he knew the game, he knew the the stuff, and he was. He was calling us on our our bluffs, like you know. So, mm. I think it's um, I think that's the thing. I think I, I think I really um, I, I like it. I, I still enjoy um, yeah. Among Us, yeah. and yeah. I um, me I'm looking forward to playing more of it in the future. <laughs> same, 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 same. But I guess that's it. That's all I have to say about the gaming uh, chapter in this podcast for now. Mm-hmm. And I can just get straight into the telly uh, I want to I want to do that and and first off mentioning Mandalorian season 2 mm-hmm. if you haven't still checked out Star Wars Mandalorian and if you can I mean it depends on if you have the possibility then do so it, 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 as a Star Wars fan I think this is it's just great I am looking forward to which is nice I mean it's only one episode a week on mm-hmm. Fridays and there we are again it's a kind of I mean, binge watching definitely. I would do that. I wouldn't hesitate if all the, the episodes were out at once. Mm-hmm. 
But this gives me like the the feel. We talked about this before in the podcast when they only release like once a week, like a hype for Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, like to this evening. Uh, we, we're gonna have. I know what's gonna happen. We're gonna have dinner, <laughs> and then Isaac like, oh, uh, we should do popcorn, and then we do popcorn, and then we sit and watch Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the episodes are are as a series they they're quite short, so 45 ish minutes goes or passes pass by. Pretty fast, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but it's good. It's good. It's out there. Uh, also, looking in the back in the rare mirror when it comes to older movies, uh, that is still happening here in the Bergstrom house. <laughs> uh, me and Isaac were watching Taxi Driver, and mm-hmm. Taxi Driver is one of the early Martin Scorsese's movies uh, from 1976, and it's a young uh, Robert De Niro. I'm not sure if this was his first collaboration with with mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Uh, but it's definitely a, a cult movie in many ways. Uh, he's working as a nighttime taxi driver in New York City. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he starts to get like very, um, you know, affected by the whole kind of violent action by, for example, attempting to liberate. He wants to liberate the presidential uh, uh, or attempting to liberate the presidential campaign worker and an underage prostitute. Ooh. And uh, you can start to... I, I like how they build up the story. This is, again, something we've talked about in older movies. This mm-hmm. is, uh, a, a, in many ways, compared to now, a slow movie mm-hmm. uh, where you start to get to know the character, the main character, which is Robert De, De Niro, as this, I would say, mentally unstable veteran mm-hmm. that starts to work, like I said, as a nighttime taxi driver in New New York City at this time and it's a lot of good other good actors so you get to know him you get to know the others and then like the action and, and the kind of violent part without spoiling mm-hmm. comes more towards the end like the the, the top of the, the creme de la creme so to speak <laughs> and it's so well done and good acting good dialogues everything I I highly recommend the movie. It's it's you will see as I told you, you will see Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. uh, a young Robert De Niro. You will see um, a very young Judy Foster <laughs> as the young uh, pr- uh, prostitute girl, mm-hmm. and Harvey Keitel is there as the pimp. <laughs> it's <laughs> like yeah, and some other great names, Sybil Shepherd. Um, and it has an eight point three on IMDb. So if you are into a good movie, a good story, and mm-hmm. like a crime drama kind of movie, mm-hmm. then definitely uh, Taxi Driver is something that should be on your list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very nice. Very, very nice, you know? Yeah. Very, very nice indeed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's it, but it's, uh, it's a darn good movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Yes, very much so. <laughs> what are you doing? Are there, are there any scientific reasons going on the, in the background, or am I missing something? It may be a very young Jodie Foster, who knows? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anywho, by so the way, I, I just want to say this before we leave. Talking about Jodie Foster, talking about early movies, when we were sitting there, I just realized when I saw a young Jodie Foster, do you remember or have you seen a movie called Bugsy Malone? Boxy Malone. Let me Google it. Boxy Malone. I don't remember. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, This is also interesting. It's also from 1976. Mm -hmm. It's like a musical comedy movie. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Like, yeah. The minute you start with musical, I am am the last person you'd get to watch a music. You have to... My sisters love musical. Um, Musicals. uh, You know, like... One of their favorite movies of all time is Mamma Mia, 
and I, I have never been able to finish Mamma Mia. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it, and I think it's good. I even though I'm a musician, I'm not too a huge a big fan of those kind of movies as well. Mm-hmm. I have seen, but I, I just want to go back to this though, uh, being directed and, and written by Alan Parker. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that all actors are under like 16 years of age in this movie. It's quite really? special. Yeah, and it's like a classic, classic gangster story of Bugsy Malone told with an all-child cast. Uh. Uh, yeah, I have to re-watch this movie. It's it looks so good. Like, I'm looking cult. at I'm looking at the the imagery in it and it looks pretty it looks pretty cool. Really pretty cool. If I remember it when they're shooting like the gangsters they are with the Tommy guns uh, or the machine guns. It's like I think they're shooting like uh, whipped cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> they are Tommy guns. I think that's what you call them. Tommy yeah, guns. Tommy guns. Um, yeah. But yeah, um Moving on, <laughs> we definitely, yeah, I definitely, yes, need definitely. Check, I definitely need to check go, out go, film go. more. Moving on, um, the film I was watching this week is a, a film called Cuties, and I had told myself I wasn't going to watch this movie, and it's because everything I've heard of this movie from other people who've seen it, um, not people that I know, because most of the people I know haven't really watched it, uh, mm-hmm. but I've avoided this movie, and um, this is a movie, the reason I've avoided this movie is because it makes me uncomfortable. When I see the imagery in the film... It made me really uncomfortable, and this is a move. This is that movie that was on Netflix that, that there was a huge thing about eleven-year-old girls twerking and stuff, right? And uh-huh, um, okay. and wearing scantily clad stuff. This is a French film, uh, and um, I was I was encouraged to watch it with someone, and so I did. <laughs> someone was telling me I did I, I was Someone asked you me to it. watch it Someone told me like, Hey I should watch it And you know We ended up watching it together I said you know what I'll watch it with you I wouldn't watch it by myself Because I don't feel comfortable Watching this by myself And so the, the film is Cuties Cuties um, Which is on Netflix um, I think it's called Megonis In um, in French um, is the the name of the film? It, it was released in September 2020. Mignon, Mignon, or Mignon, Mignon, something like that. Okay, um, Mignon. My French yeah. is terrible. Um, yeah, mine too. But I, I think <laughs> yours is still like better than mine. Um, and so this film, it's um, it does make you uncomfortable throughout, but it does have a it does have a like there's a reason it in a sense it's kind of it's supposed to make you uncomfortable if it doesn't if this film arouses you then you've got some questions to ask yourself um but basically it's about these 11 year old girls right um and in particular this one 11 year girl who lives with her mom right and um her father has left now the 11 year old girl they're french they're, well they're living in france um and she's black her parents are her family's muslim and her father leaves and goes back to what con- some, the country that they came from. I think it's na- one an African country or something. And he finds another wife and decides to marry her, right? So then you have this situation whereby the mother is not taken too kindly to this, but because of their religious faith, she's supposed to go along with it, right? And so the mother is obviously struggling with this whole situation that is that is prop up because you know she's she's married to this man and and they have two kids. And um, and the daughter, because of the fact she's seen her mom crying, her mom doesn't see that she's seen her crying, but she's seen her mom crying and they're going through stuff and all that kind of stuff. She starts becoming a bit rebellious. She she wants to. She just doesn't want to talk to the father. She's she's just pulling away. She starts doing things that she otherwise wasn't doing before. 
and then she meets these girls at school who are who are in this dance group but they dress more mature for their age again these girls are all 11 year olds so these girls are dressing in in um in navel breaker tops you know showing off their belly buttons and stuff and short shorts and all these sort of things that you would expect an adult woman to wear not a little girl not an 11 year old girl and um and they, they all wear makeup and all this sort of stuff and um there's this one girl who's a ringleader she's like a um i think she's like a she looks portuguese or something i guess um uh, but she looks latin like she's from like you know her ancestry maybe from a latin country or something like that and again the entire movie is all in french you watch it with with english subs and you basically have these girls going through this thing where they want to win this dance competition this dance competition that involves them twerking and dancing on a stage pro- provocatively you know and as you go through the film you start realizing the situations that the girls are going through the with the each of the girls has a reason why they're already doing it you know either it's to fit in excuse me either it's to get the attention of someone or it, it's it's to rebel or whatever have you right and but the thing is is that the imagery is n- I would say don't watch this by yourself if you're gonna watch this movie watch it with a female to begin with <laughs> an adult mm. female and um, there will be a lot of if, if you're anything like me there'll be a lot of scenes where you're gonna look away there are a lot of scenes where um, where the girls are, are dancing where I just I was just like you know what let me just check some messages on my phone <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. like yeah this yeah. is this is not making me very comfortable but in the end the film does have a good moral backing like in the sense of what it's trying to tell yeah. it's a drama it's trying to tell a, st- a tale of of the situation that this girl is going through and and these other girls are going through and how you know because in in real life young girls do these things because you have these situations where they're trying to get the attention of boys and then exactly. but they're trying to get the attention yeah. of older boys and so they're lying about their age and all these sort of stuff and all that kind of thing and this is something that actually happens in real life i've had girls lie to me about their age that were younger and i had to yeah, i had to realize like yeah. shit you are way too young for me you know it got to the point where as you know i started asking girls like show when a girl told me like hey i'm this age i was like you gotta show me id like i was like a like a bartender like show me id chick i don't know i don't trust you you know um mm. so it, it basically goes over things that basically girls do it's just this is something that we're seeing in front of our eyes now it's something that that we yeah, see yeah, in yeah. film and it makes people really uncomfortable and th- i think the thing is is that obviously americans take it worse i guess um but <laughs> if you think about sorry it, for laughing bro can I, can I can i come in here for a second go for it go for because it because i think this is very interesting you and i discussed also yeah we discussed a lot of things in the pre-talk mm-hmm. and, and one of those things were like the differences between countries mm-hmm. cultures mm-hmm. uh how they see upon thing mm-hmm. and, and some has to do with a basic kind of religious belief and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'm not surprised that they're, 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 a French a French guy is doing a movie like this. <laughs> Definitely not. I haven't seen it, but I, I understand what you're saying. And I was just Googling when they were talking initially about the movie, and mm-hmm. I, I found this. Could, could I... Google. It's a, it's a, yeah, can I just... I think this is very interesting, because mm-hmm. you're starting to mention the reaction now, and especially mm-hmm. USA. Uh, it's from a Swedish article, but I have just quickly used... To, it might be a bit wrong now. It's Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Um an unholy alliance of people who see 
pedophiles in every bush, mm-hmm. right-wing Christians who have never seen a problem with Trump. But instead, this film and reckless politicians are now raging against child porn on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Hashtag cancel Netflix has been a widely used hashtag mm-hmm. in recent days. And that is mostly the, the uh, reaction from the US. And I want to say this. Don't get me wrong. People... If, I, I, not, not any hate here or anything, but I'm not surprised. It also goes on saying, regarding the movie, and you just pointed that out, Q, mm-hmm. that the director has an important theme in how our toxic social media affects children and ourselves. Exactly. The film and the girls in the lead roles are engaging. The mm-hmm. dance scenes fulfill a purpose in the plot, especially mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, exactly. But it's also true that the filmmakers have hardly been restrained in how the scenes and the girls have been filmed. Mm-hmm. Is there a risk of negative consequences for the children in the future? Question mark. That discussion, this, that discussion is perfectly legitimate mm-hmm. to have, regardless of Ducour's good intentions, the mm-hmm. director. But driven on social media against, like, child porn, by people who in most cases have not even seen the film mm-hmm. belong in the trash. It does. It does belong in the trash because the thing is is that, one, none of the girls are ever nude in the film. And for the entirety of the film, then they're never nude. Um, it does, again, it does make you uncomfortable. And I think that's exactly what the developed, the, 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 um, the director is going for. It does make you, when they're doing things that you don't expect an 11-year-old to be doing, you know, um, trying to get a 15-year-old boy's number or something, and t- um, you know, telling him that that they're not, you know, that they're 13 or whatever have you, you know, or um, or when the girl gets her first, you know, one of the characters gets her first period or something, and she freaks out, and all these different things. These are things that again, girls go through. You know, for me, it was some of it was was uh, was you know a bit more understanding because i grew up with sisters so it was like okay i know i i can understand certain aspects of this but then there are certain things that i would never understand because i wasn't a girl growing up you know um i didn't have to yeah. go through that stuff but that's the thing when i was watching it that's why i say watch it with a female an adult female because the the person i was watching it with she was saying like i've lived this you know i understand mm. these experiences i understand these things i've done some of this stuff you know so it's like yeah, it is a thing whereby these are. It, it's but, but here we are again. You, you know, sorry, but here we are again, misunderstanding the message mm-hmm. uh, because you're not wearing the right glasses watching the movie. Exactly. And they, 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 people that are once again stuck in a certain belief and and are so narrowed in mm-hmm. their way how they look upon things because I think these kind of. Uh, um, movies, they are needed. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it can be other topics too that, you know, puts a small, like, finger in your eye. Mm-hmm. So you really have to start to think, well, maybe it's, it's really something to this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I can imagine, it's not, it's hard to be a young boy today, but it's even probably harder to be a young, young girl or woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the society and, and the way, especially also mentioned social media, mm-hmm. uh, it's, 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 uh, it, it's like, free fall for a lot of people it is and you know you know what's the, the next thing too that i think makes it even worse is that um young girls they grow up so quickly now you know in the sense that mm, exactly you see true. how like they start dressing and all this sort of stuff they it's like they mature a lot quicker because i remember when i was young yeah not a, not allowed to, to like be kids long enough exactly if that makes sense saying that i remember when i started secondary school um i think when i started secondary school, i would have been like 11 at that time that was about the time when girls started. I think the first set of girls, there was one girl in my class when I was in Form 1, which was the first year of secondary school that had boobs, right? And she was American. So it was like, we kind of just expected that, 
right? Um, the rest of the class, they were flat-chested. They were, they were primary school girls coming into secondary school. And I think girls didn't start growing and developing to that point until they were basically in Form 3 or something. Form, late Form 2, Form 3, approximately around there, was when you started seeing girls developing a bit more when I was in, um, in secondary school at the time. And even then, they still had their... Like, girls started noticing boys more and boys started noticing girls more. But they still had... There was a certain percentage of, of innocence that was still there to a certain extent. Um, I look at girls now and, and it's like... I remember one time I was hanging out with friends. And um, and I remember I have this neighbor, right? And she developed a lot for her age. When she was younger... Um, she was. She looked like a lot, a, a lot older than she was. But obviously, because she's oh. a neighbor, I knew her. I knew she was a kid, right? I remember. <laughs> um, I was talking to one of my friends, uh, and she was like, her, her mom was talking to this friend's mom or something, and so she came over, and I was talking to this friend about this party that I, that we were gonna go to, and we're talking about you know stuff like what we're gonna do in the weekend and all that kind of stuff. And this kid at this at this point in time, I think I probably was either I think I was eighteen or something. And she comes in, she, at the time, she's probably 13 or 14 or whatever have you, around that age. She comes in and she's asking if she could go to the party with us. Her mom doesn't say anything. Her mom doesn't even like, no, you can't go with, it with these, these grown men, you know. Um, and we're just like, no, you can't come with us. You're a kid. Um, mm. And then you, you look at it now, like, one, she's pregnant. Well, she was pregnant. She, had, she has like about three kids now. And um, I don't think she's older than 25 at this point. I think she can't be more than, than 25 at this point in her life. But she's got maybe about three kids now. Uh, and she, her first kid, she had the kid when she was 15. So, um, and it's a thing whereby she had to drop out of school and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, because it happened. But again, it's, it's a cultural thing. You know, for her, it was like... She's seen all these these grown up movies on television and these grown up people, and then seen what grown ups are out there doing and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, it goes back to parenting as well. If the parents are going to be good parents and make sure that their child doesn't fall long into this thing, because you can have a child and they can watch something on television, but it can't, it doesn't affect them, it doesn't influence them because of the fact that they do have a good solid um, grounding, and also that their parents yeah. explain stuff to them, like you know, this is what this is. This is what that is. Mm-hmm. And so then the child can understand this is something that is, um, this is what I, I can take from this and this is what I should not take from this. And I think some, mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents don't do that. I think they just, they just put their kids in front of, of televisions, in front of screens, phones, all this sort of stuff. And the kids just, they go off on it. They go off on it so yeah, quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's a thing whereby kids are being raised by the media that they consume and they're growing too quickly. At this point in time, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. I think more so than anything else, I understand kids having a certain percentage of maturity and responsibility. Being a responsible child is a good trait to have. Being able to to do things on your own and be self sufficient and stuff is great. But I don't think a child should ever grow quicker than they need to grow. You should enjoy childhood because the minute you become an adult and you have responsibilities and all that kind of shit, life is not fun anymore. <laughs> you know. Indeed. So Indeed. it's. It's the thing where kids just they just need to be kids a bit longer and I think that's what this film is it, it, that's what is the message for this film really is kids need to be kids mm. a lot longer and it has a 3.09 to be I give it an 8 I think it's a, a whole lot better than people are giving it I think most of the people who probably yeah. review this may not have even made it through the entirety of the film if you make it to the end of the film you really get the message at the end and um, mm. and you really because again there are scenes where it is painful to watch because of the fact of how um, like the camera angles Like the girls are tweaking And the camera's right up there On their butts and stuff And you're like Okay Need to look away That's not look That's not a good look 
But the thing is, is that again, you just you just look away for a bit, and then you look back when the scene is back to normal. You know, more or less. You don't yeah. need to watch the dancing scenes. You just watch the other scenes, and again, watch it with an adult female, an adult female who's gonna be able to one give some nuance because she understands what's going on in the film, and she can tell you, hey, you know, this is what this is, and this is what that is. This is how this relates to it. And two. You can feel less weird about it because I know as a guy watching this by yourself, oh, it's good. It is creepy. <laughs> but I don't think I would have made it past the first set of scenes by myself. Um, so yeah, I would say I would actually recommend you and Anli check it out um, together. We probably we will do that. To be honest, yeah, yeah, you, you got my interest here. It's uh, yeah. Watch it to the end. Watch it to the end. It, it is very when you see the of end, course, it's yeah. like it is like oh shit, like that is that that hits, yeah. man. That really hits, and you're just like I get what they go- they were going for with this. I really get what they were going for this with this, you know. Mm. And you know, it's it's got a feel good ending. Let's put it that way. It's got a feel good ending. So cuties, right. I've given it eight. You guys can check it out. I recommend it. I do recommend it. I, and as I say, if you're a male person, watch it with a female who's an adult. If you're a female person, you can watch it by yourself or with another female. La di da. Be a bit open minded and watch it till the end. Um, and um, and yeah, if you if you're watching this with your kid, make sure to explain what's going on because I don't think this. I think this game is this show is Peggy. Um, like it has a, a higher rating, like a mature rating. So if you're gonna watch this with your kid, make sure you explain to them what's going on in the film, um, because obviously they're gonna need guidance. This film does not. Um, this is very on the nose, you know. Um, so that's that's the best I can say about it. But anyway, that being said, that's cuties. Rog, there's a thing that we usually write about now. What's that thing called? Shout out for your channel. Ah, shout out for your channel. This week is a channel called Splash. Rog, what can you tell us about Splash? This is my second channel where I'm posting walkthroughs, mainly horror games, but also highlights for my live streams on Twitch with a lot of reactions and crazy moments. If you like my content here, then make sure to subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss out when I'm uploading a new video. Mm. Ooh la la. Beautiful. So this is actually your channel, Rod. This is actually your channel. Who is it now? Yes, this is exactly what I was hinting and talking about a bit in the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you've come this far, dear listener, <laughs> I'm just going to briefly explain. We have been going over time here, but I think it's yeah, been it's worth it. It's been fine. a lot of nice things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nevertheless, yes, I've had my channel for a long time, my 40 Splish Splash channel on mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, maybe you're already following me. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know that I have been all through the years been doing quite a lot of different content. And I just felt that... Um, I have to narrow down, mm-hmm. especially for the sake of not only the like audience, which is of course the most important thing, the subscribers, uh, and also like presenting a clear like value or what you get when you subscribe to the channel, mm-hmm. uh, but also in uh, have in mind how the YouTube algorithm algorithm reacts to what you're uploading on a channel mm-hmm. uh, in general so with that said I just narrowed down and decided okay I'm going to start a second channel so the first channel my YouTube uh, like 40 Splish Splash channel is going to be named Splish mm-hmm. and the second one is going to be called Splash and I am continuing to upload on my main channel mainly what I did when I started out many many years ago which is you know FPS content mm-hmm. uh, right now mainly around Call of Duty but it would be other things as well in that channel and of course then um, 
Apparently, on my second channel, as mentioned here, I'm gonna do these kind of highlights and and maybe a let's play or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel good about this. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time, and now I'm doing it. So if you are, you know, curious about this and. Uh, or are already subscribed to my first channel, please go ahead and go over to Splash mm -hmm. and show some support over there. That would mean a lot because now the grind is starting over there a bit as well. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like starting something new <laughs> and it is. And I also realized that YouTube, you know, despite like being able to monetize the channel, that's going to take quite a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It has to be like 4,000 watch hours and 1K subscribers. Mm -hmm. It's a long way to, to go there. Mm -hmm. But also I realized that... that YouTube has made a change when it started a new channel, probably some time ago, but I wasn't aware of it. You can't upload longer, uh, you can't upload videos that are longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. That's as well. kind of interesting. Like, hmm, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. But again, thank you. It's great, great to be here in this beautiful podcast being uh, shouted out like that. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to shout out ourselves, yeah. bro. That's, that's the most important thing. I, I also have True to that. say one of the, the, the good things about starting a new channel is that new channels seem to get a boost on YouTube. I know some people who started channels recently, like in like the last month and so forth, and they're getting huge, like they're getting thousands of views based on the content that they're putting out. So it seems like for whatever reason, if you're putting out good content about things that people are looking for, it seems like if you're a new channel that you're getting a bit of a boost to begin with. I think if you mean consistent with it after the fact, then that e that's even better. But I'm not sure if that's. But well, like then I have to change the content already. Then I have to do like uh, tech stuff, or and I have to do a, a vlog or beauty tips. No, no, no. I, I know someone not who's freaking horror gameplay. <laughs> I know someone who started a YouTube channel recently that just, sorry, they're basically just unboxing Pokemon cards, and they've got like okay. a thousand views on one video. And cool. they, they don't That's even have 30, I think they're, they're at about 30 or something subs or something. And they get a thousand views on, right. a, on a video. So um, in my mind, I'd have to say, you know what, it's not that bad. And um, in the sense, like certain new channels seems to be like YouTube is giving the newer channels a little boost at the beginning, maybe to help them chug a little bit at the beginning. Um, maybe it, it, it also has to do with your demographic as to what your content is about. But could be. I'm assuming. Mm. I'm assuming that's the the situation. So hopefully that does um thing that does give you that little boost. You may not see it instantly, but maybe give it a couple of days as you as you add content and as you keep the channel churning out new things. You you may actually mm. start seeing it. You know, you may actually start seeing that Who kickback. Knows? The algorithm picks it up. So that's generally it. Cool. Raj, how about we get mm. out of here? We're over time. E yeah, we were over time. So uh, but again, if you've come this, <laughs> if you've come this far, uh, dear listener, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's very much appreciated. I hope you had a good time. And as always, we will be back next week with a new episode. Mm. No, who God knows what's, what's going to happen. Uh, the world is ever it's changing all the time. Uh, hopefully for the better. Uh, we talked about the corona initially, and I hope that's just going to pass away soon, as soon as possible. So be strict. Listen to the regulations. Live by them. And Unfortunately, even though it's boring, but mm -hmm. please do so. And take care of yourselves. Uh, but also enjoy the small moments. Uh, play some good games if you like that or watch a good TV series or a movie. We give you tips about that too. Uh, it's so important. I'm going to do that as well. I just mentioned Popcorn and The Mandalorian Season 2 mm -hmm. <laughs> later this evening. With that said, Muffin and Out. Mm! Beautiful as always. So... Guys, thanks for checking out this podcast. As Rod said, it is good. Have some good stuff. Get some popcorn with some Mandalorian. 
you know, I've actually been watching an anime called Is It Wrong to Pick Up Pills in the Dungeon? So, you know, never know. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you saw it on my screen. I was sharing my screen with you when we were talking. Um, yep. I had Crunchyroll open in, like, one little pocket. That and Spotify. Um, but, yes, that being said, uh, you can find Rod streaming on Tuesdays, um, Wednesdays, and on Sundays. On Tuesdays, yes. it's Among Us. I'm there. For the Tuesday stream, come hang out with your boy. Visage is on mm. is on Wednesday, and um, I don't know what you're doing on Sunday. What are you playing on Sunday? Actually, it's a bit open uh, this Sunday. Meaning, on in two days from now, I will uh, stream some multiplayer when it comes to the new Call of Duty game, which is uh, Black Ops Cold War. Pew 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 pew. Yep. Okay. Pew, pew. Sweet. Um, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you can find me streaming on um, on Twitch as well. Remember, Roger's Twitch is forty splash splash. That's the number forty with a S P L A S H S P L A S H. Um, unless he changes it, the name be, will be changed soon. But it, I haven't really figured that out. It's gonna might be splish and splash now, <laughs> since I have the two YouTube channels. I think you but can keep it as splish come to that splash. Later. You know, I think you can forty splish splash, splish splash. I'm sticking it back because you yeah, have that two was channels on Why I did that? You have two channels on YouTube because you need it for the algorithm, but you don't need that for Twitch. Twitch, you can just do one and it will be fine because you can stream multiple different things on, on your Twitch account and it doesn't really affect of it. Of course, definitely. I was just thinking to, add, even so, try to, to relate it. It's good to have some kind of correlation between mm. the two or three. I think Splash Splash <laughs> has already named it correlates easily. Also, yeah, when you change your, your Twitch I name on that. Twitch, it messes up everywhere you've ever shared your Twitch stream because... Twitch is stupid and it doesn't redirect you. Anyway, that being oh, said, really? yeah, it really. Oh, is that so? When I changed my Twitch name, oh my I it, it messed up everywhere I had links for Twitch to my channel. So I had to go to every single place. And obviously, you're not going to remember every place you've ever posted your Twitch link. So uh, you're going to have to go to every single place and then be like, oh, this is my new name. Naughty <sighs> dog. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Anyway, um, that being said, you can find um, Raj also on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, YouTube, you'll find him at um, Splish on YouTube and Splash on YouTube, two separate accounts. Um, one for FPS, one for um, for horror games. And um, you can find me at LP Gardens, LP GRDIN, this Guardian's also you. I streams on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And that's correct, yeah? It should be correct. Mm-hmm. It sounded correct. It's the days you're not streaming next week on Friday because Friday we record the podcast. Exactly. So mm-hmm. basically, um, for me, I'm streaming. Is it wrong to pick up Girls in the Dungeon on Mondays, Tuesdays? It's it's Naruto, um, Ultimate Storm, Storm, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, um, and on Saturdays a random game. I pick a random game on Saturdays or whatever people tell me they want to play, and I play that. Basically, I've kind of tailored my way of streaming based on Rog, but based on the type <laughs> of games I like. So you know, I've copied them. Anyway, <laughs> um, on Twitch, if you're looking for me on Twitch, it's, it's Simply Bench on Twitch. Um, and you can also find our website, simplybench.com. Uh, you find stuff on there as well. So, anyway, as per usual, we would like you guys to miss on any of the episodes of that beautiful life podcast. Many of you would like to subscribe. subscribe. I have been messing up the outro so many times in recent episodes. We wouldn't like you guys to miss out on any of the episodes of That Beautiful Life. Many of you people like to subscribe to this podcast on Castbox, Acast, Spotify, iTunes, simplybench.com, and elsewhere. And we're so confident you're going to like it that we're giving it for free. Guys, this has been cued for your pleasure.